Hey, it's Becca and Kate, and welcome to episode five of Speak Rose Gold, the podcast. Um, <clears throat> since we are going into Valentine's week today, we are talking all about love. Um, yes, we are going to talk about romantic love, but also the love that we have uh, in regards to our friendships and for ourselves. Gasp. Ourselves. <laughs> um, so, obviously... Love is multidimensional, and that's why we want to address it from different angles today. Um, and this was kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing. We are planning some interviews that are coming up, and those are going to be exciting. But we were like, you know what? Let's just touch on this for this week. Why not, right? Like, it's going to be this week's theme. You're going to see hearts and all that, Cupid and candy, and oh, candy everywhere. I know. <sighs> we just started a Biggest Loser thing at work, so... I know, Yay. and all, and it's that's the only time I notice candy in a store. I'm like, oh, you know what? Those Reese's hearts. Okay. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Um, so we're really excited about this episode. We are huge supporters of self love because we both have been in positions where we have not loved ourselves, and now I think we're both at a stage in our life where we finally realize what it means to love yourself. Also, um, the topic of romantic love, because that's different, right? Like that, it just hits you different. Um, and, <clears throat> and then to not to mention friendships. Um, I think that, you know, we'll touch on that and what it means to find your person. And it doesn't have to be like romantic, you know what I mean? Like that kind of concept. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start with a question, Becca. Do you believe in soulmates and how did you know that your husband was the one um so yes and no I don't believe in a soulmate so and I think that my husband would be like what <laughs> she doesn't no, um but I I don't believe in a a soulmate I think that we have a lot of people who were meant to be a part of our lives and I even think that from a romantic love standpoint there's probably more than one soulmate out there for you um but that our lives our geography our timing all ends up putting us with one of those soulmates um and for me it was my husband um <laughs> which is good um and my dog um but my husband is certainly someone I would consider to be my the one. Um, but I think it took me a little while to get there. Um, just took a few years. Just, but that's fine. Because <clears throat> so here's the thing, like, like asking you the question, like, how did you know he was the one? Like, and the whole like soulmate thing. When you think about that relationship what are some things like what does that mean to you like how do you know what values like how do you know that that is who you're meant to spend the rest of your life with um so the reason that this is a more interesting question for me I think is because I'm one of those women who's always been like fiercely independent and I same and I think that that is part of how I know that Clay is is the one, is that he complements my fierce independence very well. Like, I think he Ooh, celebrates like that, that. Yeah. more than I do, he even. He appreciates it. 
Um, right. Like he, he would never want to be with a female who was very codependent. Like that just wouldn't work for him. Um, and for me, turns out same way. Like I, I dated a lot in my twenties and I did, you know, the thing was, is I dated my husband in my twenties and then we broke up and then (laughs) I dated other people and I've dated like the really romantic guy and I've dated like the, well, (laughs) I dated more than one of those. I wasn't going to say that, um, (laughs) but that's okay. We have forgiven and moved on. Um, but I've also dated like the adventurous guy. You know, I've I've tried to date different types of people that I thought were like she's dated a lot. But I think that that allowed me to be like that's because if you had asked me when I was twenty one years old if I wanted a super romantic all the time around me guy, I would have been like, duh. Yeah, let's get married right like now. The notebook, right? Now. But in real life, I'm like. why are you around me all the time and I don't like it at all and my husband doesn't do that like we we have our life together and we love each other so much and we can do nothing and be next to each other and love that but also you know like he said the other weekend when we went to the farm he said well you know my favorite thing to do is be with you but my second favorite thing is when you're not here. But that's like what I love about him. There's no insecurity there. Like I can go be me and he can be him and we can still love each other more than everybody else. And that's okay. And that's how I know he's the one is that it doesn't matter what other piece of our life comes up. We know where the other one stands. And because sometimes your attention has to ebb and flow yeah. and, well, because your life is together, right? Like, but you also are separate people. And right. You also have separate things going on. And sometimes, you know, the whole like opposites attract, like I, I think there's some truth to that, but I, but I also think that there's not, um, because I do think like you have to get along with the person that you have to have certain things in common. So you can't be completely opposite. I think your values have to be yes. in common. But I think that, you know, that translates to, just I don't know like being able to actually spend your life with someone like that's that's a long time right and yeah forever is forever forever time yeah like I'll haunt you like that's what and the end is just death (laughs) but (laughs) that's we again I don't know every episode we're like murder death (laughs) It's a lot of the topics in my life. I read about murder. I listen to murder. I watch shows about murder. Murder, murder, murder. And not even in a creepy way. I'm just interested. Oh, yeah. Um, It's murder. murder (laughs) What is wrong with us? So many things. Um, But no, also the fact that I don't know if you guys caught that, but she said I dated my husband in my 20s, but you were a different person then you had different not I don't want to say morals and values but you had different priorities and I think she's trying to say I was crazy without saying I was crazy I don't think I was crazy I was a little more stalkery I think whoa what (laughs) well like not no you were just not like actually stalking something that you didn't actually want like you really thought fair enough that you wanted that. that commitment that you wanted that 
what you were just talking about. Like, yes, like I want that person who wants to be like on me all the time and with me all the time. But realistically, and that's I didn't. Why yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, that's exactly you it. Didn't, but you didn't know it yet. And so I think and now I name that being a stalker. So that speaks <laughs> volumes about the changes I've made but in my romantic life. Also, that's like ties into the whole like finding yourself and loving yourself is because now like you realize what you want and like how crazy in the concept of it's funny that you say you don't really believe there's one soulmate but like how funny <laughs> that like because now like you found yourself i do believe he's my lobster that yeah. doesn't really nice lobsters um but like now <laughs> it's like lobster. look who look what came back around you know what i mean like yes but I, and i it, um i have an old boss who used to say love is just timing and geography. And at the time I would be like, well, that makes sense. And kind of mosey on with my life. But I think a lot of it is that it's where you are in your life in the right time. And I think what my husband knew about me at the time that we dated that I didn't know about me at the time that we dated was because I thought I wanted a more dependent relationship. I would not have chased the goals that I reached had I been with him. And he, he says that now, you know, if we had stayed together, one, we wouldn't be together now. And two, Mm -hmm. I don't know that you would have, you know, finished school and you wouldn't have gone to grad school because I was still at community college when I met him. So, and he's probably right. Yeah. So all that said, I think he compliments me well. And I think he actually compliments me in the same way. I feel like my parents who have been married for 43 Mm -hmm. years compliment each other. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, my dad is very happy-go-lucky and, like, nothing really bothers him and he's strolling through town and <laughs> and life is town. good for him. But it is good. And the reason it's good is because my mother takes care of everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, also she does all of the worrying and she does she takes on that burden. She does, yeah. Um, and I think in that way... Clay and I also compliment each other. Like on the one hand, I think I take care of a lot of the house like duty, like cleaning and just making sure things get paid on time and not, you know, a week later when they start calling you because you forget Um, those little things. That's that's just not his bag. But like just being daily observant, that's not something I'm super great at. Like I just kind of stroll through life and he's like, Hey, you're floater. Right. But he also takes care of everything else, like business and day to day structure. I do very well. The rest of life. I just really have been well (laughs) taken care of. And he knows that. And he takes care of that. And that's just, and so in that way, you know, I think he compliments who I am very well because he won't let those other things slide. Like a water leak, I would let that get out of control. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to side with him on that one. I, well, I just, you know me, I would let it get out of control. And he compliments that. And I think that those, those pieces of, are really important to your longevity of your relationship because you need somebody who's going to, you know, pick you up when you fall down. And he's able to do that for me. Yeah, what a good guy. I know. Uh, he's lucky I like him. Quite literally, because when I broke my ankle, he had to pick me up from the ground and bring oh, me I to broke the my couch. foot, Sid <laughs> carried me to the university, little doctor. Well, look at those guys. I know. 
So I'm going to flip that around since we're talking about (laughs) Sid. Oh, yes. Soulmates, Um, yes or no? I say yes. I knew you would. Which is so funny because I think if you knew us, you would think opposite. Yeah. So, and the reason I say yes is because, so I have had, Sid is my third real relationship, I think. So, and we've been together for maybe 14 years this year. Um, so yeah, I met him when I was 17 cradle robber, but it's fine. (laughs) We're past that now. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But so the funny thing about when I met him is I had just gotten out of a relationship and this is why I, I do think that you can have more than one soulmate and like, we'll touch on that. Like my views of like friendships. Um, but as far as the person who I want to spend the rest of my life with, like I think of it as, you know, the world could end, everything could fall apart but at least I have that person like that person, no matter, you know what I mean? Sure. And that's the way I feel about <clears throat> just because sl- the government's involved. A soulmate. <laughs> so a soulmate in general, like that's how I feel. Like doesn't have to be a romantic one. Doesn't have to, you know, just someone who, you know, no matter what, like will be there for you. So the reason, you know, that it's funny to me is because I was not looking for a relationship. I was not looking for a, a boyfriend. I wasn't even, I wasn't even looking to date anybody. Like I was not, I was a freshman in college because she was 17 years old because I was 17 years old. But also I had just moved away from everybody and everything I knew. I didn't really know anyone. And it was just like, you know what? No, like I wanted to focus on school and I wanted to focus on making friends. And I didn't want a boyfriend. I didn't want to have to worry about that. Um, <clears throat> so we met. I got there on Thursday. We met Sunday night. <laughs> So that took all of three days, 72 hours. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it was so funny because I remember, and I think this story is hilarious. um, And he's just like, yeah, it's whatever. But he asked him and his friend at the end of the night, asked if they could walk me and my roommates, friends, whatever, back to our dorm. And I remember thinking like, I don't need no man to walk me back. You kidding? Like what? Because that's just me. Like I'm just like independent. Like I just moved away when I was 17. Was like bye, doing my own thing. Also, because college girls are stupid, and if you need, there if were... it is dark <laughs> and you are at a college party, <laughs> and it is a nice maybe group of humans that offer to walk you home, you take it we and you make sure that boys. you get inside and you walk. No, that is lidded. true. Anyway, there were six <laughs> of us girls, and so I was like, Nah, we're fine. Oh, six is yeah, good. That's there a pack. Six of us. We were a pack. Like, what's going to happen? And there was this other girl who I knew she was, we were going to be the scrappy ones. We were fine. But anyway, so <laughs> we're like, yeah, sure. You can walk us. I said, you can walk us halfway home. Who says that? Who does that? So anyway, they walk us halfway home. People who want them to walk you home. <laughs> but, also, but also like trying to pretend you don't. So they walk Plain us halfway home get. and he asks me for my number. And I remember going, <sighs> fine like that was the response I gave to the man that I ended up marrying and could not imagine living a single day of my life without long story short we became best friends and I think that is I think that is what changed things is and and I will say like you know not to go on too long but the whole concept (laughs) the whole concept of finding someone like you like the one or whatever like I think like you said, I do think the whole love is, is what, what did you say? Timing and geography, timing and geography. I think yeah. that is, that's accurate in more than just romantic love. Um, but I think like, yeah, being oh, yeah. with someone who makes you want to be a better person, being with someone 
who makes you want to do things for you, not just for them. Or that challenges you in some way. Like Clay yeah. makes me think differently about yeah. that. He doesn't let me lead with emotion. And yeah. that's good for me because I Same. would dive all the way in. Same. And so like when we first started dating, he, there's one thing about my husband. He is very upfront, deal with it, like honest. Like he doesn't like a liar. He doesn't like, that's just not he, and not that anybody likes a liar, but you know what I'm saying? Like he, I love a good liar. Um, he it drives him nuts. And I appreciate that so much because when we started dating, I had just gotten out of a relationship prior where I was very jaded. I was very quiet. I did not listen to this. I was the girl. I did not speak my mind. I did not oppose. I kept my mouth shut. I didn't say anything at all. I did not like, if I was upset, I would, I was, would, was taking that to the grave. So my husband was not that person. And so I remember one night we we're in the fraternity house getting ready to go to a party and I was upset about something. And this, and these are little moments that I just remember. And he was like, what's the matter? And I said, nothing, I'm fine. And I just went to shut down because it was our first like argument as boyfriend and girlfriend. And he looked at me and he was like, no, he was like, that's not, this is, that's not how this is going to work. And I remember he went and locked the door and was like, we're going to deal with this right now. And I was like, who the fuck does he think he is telling me that I'm going to speak my mind? Isn't that crazy? And now he's created a monster. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> but no, I, I think, think I he, did that to clay. Yeah. But like, I created a monster. like he challenged me to, can you imagine if I was still that person? It, we would have never we would have never stayed together one but also like for my own self like I can't imagine yeah. being afraid to speak my mind when I'm upset or when I'm hurting or even frustrated just one event like I cannot imagine living that life especially being with someone seeing them every day you're going to spend the rest of your life with someone not feeling comfortable telling them how you feel like and that is how I know that he is the one is because no matter what I feel comfortable telling him how I feel. And I also know yeah. that he's not going to run away. You know what I mean? Like when shit gets tough, it's not going to be like, mm, okay, bye. Like, no, no, we're in, like, he understands, like we, we in this, like for the long, the long haul. For sure. And I, <clears throat> I think all of those things become really important, whether you believe in one soulmate or my version of multiple soulmates. Yeah. Um, but I think what you can learn out of that, you know, she's telling stories about when they were 17 years old and I'm saying, you know, I married my husband November 7th of 2020 when I was <laughs> 32 years old, yeah. um, is that love doesn't have a time frame. Nope. It's just timing and geography. So I, I don't feel slighted in any way that well, I we didn't get married until 2018. Right. But I think that what you can learn from that is that it doesn't have a time frame, right? Like, cause we have a friend who was married and now I think she's genuinely in the, the love of her life kind oh, of relationship. God, yes. And it, it took a bad relationship, an ex-husband, and now she's in that place. And I know, I know girls who met the love of their life literally in middle school. And I think that's okay too. I just think it's important to remember that that person um, that you end up with does do that, that they support you and challenge you and have those, yeah. those things, like you said, that make you feel better about yourself or make you want to be a better person. And they're not deducting from you. Yeah. And um, I don't want to, 
I don't want it to, you know, marriage is hard being with that person that like, cause you, especially over time, like you said, like you change and yeah. you start to learn, especially, you know, coming from where him and I have been together since I was 17, he was 19. And it's like, we've, we've changed a lot, but we've changed with each other. And it's like, I don't know. You just kind of keep each other in check, but I mean, it's not easy. It, it isn't. It's one of the hardest things I think that you'll ever have to do is to commit yourself to one person and know that no matter what, like good or bad, indifferent, you. Right. It's not that whole phrase like monogamy isn't for everyone. It's that monogamy is hard. It, <laughs> it's hard. And that, yeah. So I don't know. I, I just think that when you find that person, like, yes, they can still drive you a little cray cray. <laughs> but I kind of think that's just how it really just how it is. Like you, it's not always going to be rainbows and stars and cupcakes. I don't know why. And sometimes cupcakes. it is. Sometimes it really is. Sometimes it is. And it that's is. so good too. At the end of the day, you have But to... it's about a partner, not like a... Yeah. And finding it and not settling for less than that because, you know, there's no reason to. Well, and you shouldn't have to. And I think... <clears throat> so this will actually lead into the next, um, the next question. So we have obviously made it very clear that like, like, yes, I do believe that, you know, my husband is my soulmate and you believe that there are more. I also believe that you have friends who are soulmates. Yeah. Like I believe that you and I <clears throat> became actually became friends when we did for like, that was timing. Like that was for trail. Yeah. Perfect. Because if it hadn't happened that way, I don't think we would be where we are right now. And so, so leading into that, um, what does loving the people in your tribe mean to you like what because there's a difference in having a friend an acquaintance there's a difference in having a best friend and there's a difference in having like that that she's my person like my ride or die like what what does that mean to you sure and I think for me too you know I have a friend that I've had since I was two years old um yeah and so I have and I still think I have a very tight tribe you know, and you all met Kristen last episode. And I mean, I've known her for since the th probably second grade. So, I mean, I, I, I literally have lifelong friendships and then I, um, have really strong friendships that came from, you know, the last 15 years. Um, and then of course I found Kate like 13 years ago. So I, Oh my God. I know. It's weird. 13. I had memories come up and that's the only reason why I know that. Oh God. Um, where does your life go? It it slips away quickly. Um, but it, it is interesting because I would consider, you know, a few people from all of these different stages of my life, um, part of my tribe, ironically, except for high school. And I think that's where a lot of people actually find their tribe, but that was not the case for me. Um, not because anything's wrong with those people. It just wasn't my forever well, friend. Like you said, timing and geography. Timing and geography. Absolutely. And it had more to do with me than them. But looking at it now, you know, I still think I have a very tight tribe and, and some of them live very far away from me because I've moved and I've yes. shifted and I've done all these things. So I have this friend that I've had my entire life that lives in Indiana. Um, but I also have you who I've known for, you know, 10 plus years that lives right here that I feel very close to and feel is my best friend. So I, I think that for me, loving my tribe is 
staying consistently a part of these people's lives. Um, which is funny because I actually have a friend that I met at a job I had five or six years ago who I feel very close to and she is such a gem and she her husband said to her you know Becca's always there for the big moments because I went to their wedding in Costa Rica and I you know showed up for their baby's first birthday and I've done you know I've done just a few things for some really big moments and I was like well yeah man like (laughs) yeah like that's if you can't be there for the everyday, because let's be real, like we, I'm sure there are, there are, there are in my personal experience, there are plenty of people that I still feel such love for that I do not get to see. And so it's like, if but you that can make it for the, if you can make it for those things then right. make it for those things. And it doesn't make them less a part of your tribe. Right. Yeah. Um, And, and so I think that for me really loving my tribe and I think it helped me find who I needed to be, which kind of will lead us to the last question later. Um, but the people I have in my life, when I went through a lot of my moments of growth, like real heart wrenching, hard growth, I had this tribe and I would consider my family part of my tribe. Not everybody has to, I have a heck of family and I I even mean that from my in-laws like I I have been so blessed with family members that I will consider them all part of my tribe um but I think because I've had all of these amazing friends that I've made at different points of needing people like you said so when I when I needed these people they came into my life And so the way that I love them back as a tribe member is that I try to be there for the moments in their life. Yeah. Um, And I've always tried to reciprocate that. And so I think that is how you you become a better tribe member and it helps grow who you are. And I think it helps teach you how to love yourself in moments that you're hard to love because your tribe remembered to love you. And so that also means when they're hard to love, you know, we have to love them. And that reciprocal relationship is how you get great love in that way. That's not necessarily romantic love, but a supportive tribe. Should I ask you the question? Should I be like, hey, Kate? Yeah, go for it, man. (laughs) (laughs) What does loving the people in your tribe mean to you? To me, it means that you mess with my people and I have a problem. Um, no, <laughs> she doesn't even I get, mean that lightly. At I don't all. at all. If you know me and you're, yeah, we were barely even friends when she tried to rub a cookie in this girl's face. Oh my Crazy. God. I'll never forget that story. That's when we decided I was like, I'm friends with Kate. Well, you know, when you're mean to my people, I'm going to make you see that you're mean anyway. Um, so <laughs> for me. I think too, like, I don't, I didn't even think about it until you said it, but the whole love is timing and geography. And I was thinking about when you mentioned this to me, we were talking earlier about like, you know, best friends and different kind of relationships that you have. Um, I think that there's a difference in, you know, a husband, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, uh, any sort of lover, like there's a difference in that. And then like someone who is your best friend. Right. But oh, I, yeah, I, I do believe like you with the soulmates, like when we talked about like how you yes. say soulmate, that, best friend, soulmate, best friends, yeah. but I do think that there are, there are multiple, like, I don't think there's just one. I think that, you know, 
growing up, I had one really good best friend in elementary school and middle school. I've had never, I've just not that person. Like I've never had a ton of friends. I was never popular. Like I was very shy and I was, I was always super popular. We're very opposite. <laughs> so again, timing. I said that the worst way I'm possible. I just want y'all to know that I, <laughs> I don't mean it that way. Al. Timing and geography for every relationship. Yeah. Because if we met in high school, we would not be friends. But this bubbly personality did not just come about. No. So yeah. it was, it was reflected <laughs> in my younger years. Um, but I do, I, I remember every single person who has ever been my best friend. And that sounds weird to say, because I think sometimes when people think like, oh, you were best friends, like we were just because life happens and geography, people move and things change does not mean that you don't sure thing still yeah. hold that love that you hold for a best friend for that person. Like I still, even though we don't really. Caitlin drove to Tennessee Preggers for my she bachelorette did. party during a pandemic. I know. I know. And she's a man. She helped us decorate. She's amazing. I love her. And I've known her since I was like literally born. Yeah. Because our older, my oldest brother and one of her brothers are best friends. Yeah. And I think that's, and I think too, like that's, you know, what you said earlier about keeping in touch with people. Staying be there for the big moment constant in their lives and I am so guilty of not doing that enough and I I find that I spend a lot of time like guilt tripping myself for not talking to this person or not sending them this can't or not do doing that. that and and that actually pulls more time because it would take way less time for me to just shoot them a text message hey how are you and everyone understands life that's yeah, not like and and honestly I think that's how you really use social media for the good of your life yes. is to utilize it for that to stay in touch stay connected not for you know the other things that social media tends to bring about um but you know like my my elementary school best friend like she I mean we still talk every once in a while but I still remember what it was like and why I considered her my best friend because we cared about each other. Like it was on the playground. It was like, no, nah, I'm hanging out with her. Like, you know, it's just, and it, it's like when you get older, there's different reasons why you consider someone your best friend is because you truly know that no matter what, they will have your back. And also they'll call you on your shit. Like that's what I need in a best friend is someone who will support me, but will also be like, mm, maybe not. And so, you know, like my middle school to high school, I did, I did a little bit of moving and I did moving at times that was not necessarily the best time for someone to, yeah, I'm be, with you, sister. to be moving. Like, you know, when you hit puberty and you've just made friends and then you move an hour and a half away and you lose your friends. And my sister would probably argue that your junior year of high school would be the worst year to move. I can't. Yeah. I, well, I moved <laughs> mid, mid sophomore year. So in between semesters, and I started high school in my new new home city on my 16th birthday. Not to hate on any parents <laughs> who have to move their kids at any age. It happens and oh, we yeah. all have no, to no, move no, on no. with That's life. Not, but I mean, it still whoo, is it's that hard. That was rough. <laughs> that was rough. My 16th birthday was my first day in this new building. New brand new, new building. I say that. New school, new town, new house, new everything. I didn't know anybody. And I'm sitting there on my 16th birthday and I'm like, why did I come to school? Why did I, why did I not think this through is what I'm thinking. Why am I here on my 16th birthday? <laughs> but it's funny because... I had just moved away from two girls that were my best friends and it, one of them I have not really spoken to since. And I think about her 
all the time and all the time I'm like just putting good I'm like I'm hope she's doing good and I don't know what what stops me from like reaching out um I do talk to her sister like I was very close to them and their family and you know it's things like that I'm like well what what stops me from reaching out and you think like well it's been so long but like I still remember what it was like to have her as my best friend and why she was my best friend because one like no matter what that girl had your back like and 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 would also call you on your shit and so there's a common theme and so then it's like okay like so then I moved to this new town and I remember my first day one of the girls who became my best friend her and one other girl became my best friends I thought she she was trying to be nice and talk to me and I was the new kid and I I honestly I thought she was mean girling me like I thought because she was so freaking pretty and like just seemed so popular and everybody That's was talking to her. That's how I always felt about Whitney wanting and to be I my thought, friend. <laughs> and, and like Whitney's living the with nicest me. person like that. So I was crazy. like secretly. She's going to like gonna... humiliate me or something. <laughs> oh my God. Why would she want to be my friend? But, like, but she's really just the nicest person. But like, why person. do our brains do that? And so I thought this girl, I was like, there's no way she because actually wants to be my friend. Because movies told us that pretty girls can't be nice. And then she <laughs> turned out to be like one of the best things that could have happened to me yeah. at that point in my life. And still, like I, we hadn't talked in so long and I flew out to California for her wedding. And like, I remember I was um like just crying so hard. Because I was like, oh my, like, it was like this, I remember why she was my best friend. Yeah. And what she did for me at that point in my life. And I think that you have to consider that. What did that person do for you? And you have to like appreciate that part of it. And so for me, like now, and then like when I met you and you still worked full time and I was still your manager and it wasn't until you stopped working full time and you started focusing on school and doing other things. When you stopped working full time was one of the first times we actually hung out. And I was like, I feel like I've known her my entire life. And since then, you know, thinking about all of the things that I've been through while you have been there by my side, it's like, I'm, it's like, I know why you're my best friend. Is yeah. But fun like, fact, the first thing I ever said to Kate is you're not going to want to wear high heels here. And in my defense, I could run in those things, but I would have never worn any other high heel at that place <laughs> because that was dangerous. It's a kitchen. Like that's crazy. Although the ones I did wear, those are my work heels. <laughs> Y'all, you know, you have a pair of heels you can just bust it out in. But no, you're right. She did say that. And I was like, Ugh, anyway, but, and I'm with you because, you know, I, I think that people make you grow at other times too. Um, you know, even meeting, like, I think I met Amanda at a specific time in my life. You did. Yeah. And I think it was because our friend Amanda is, um, kind of just like a bleeding heart, just an open nicest. bleeding heart. <laughs> and, um, it was when I was going through my want to tell everyone that I'm like super insecure. So I'm just going to be super mean to everyone in my path. Yeah. And Amanda just like made me calm that down. Like I think yeah. I was, she was supposed to be put in my life yeah. to be understanding in the moments that I really went off the rails because I had to have someone who would understand those moments, but also to be like, Hey, you could like not be so mean. Yeah. <laughs> Just why she has to be so mean to me? Yeah. Um. So I, you know, like moments like that. Yeah. You know, and then it makes you see a different side of things that you may not normally see. Yeah. And so at that moment, she made you see a different side of things, like that you were just too 
stubborn zone yeah Yeah. stubborn to to actually see well and ready for the next phase of your life right like those are those timing and geography timing and geography because i also as much as i say you know my high school friends are my high school friends it was just the time of my life they fit and then as i changed they didn't fit and they're sweet nice people and i I think everybody can relate to that though because life happens and things change and people go in different directions and you know i've in the past year and a half ish i don't even i'm not gonna count that i've been doing coaching i mean i've met specifically two girls that i'm like no matter what happens we will stay connected like because i just i cannot imagine them not being in my life Right. And they've both helped me grow in different ways too. And it's like, it's just, I don't know. I think sometimes people think like you're, oh, you're too old to make new best friends or, but also let's be real. Making friends as an adult is not easy because it's very hard. we've already all like experienced a bunch of our crap. And so like we have these like preconceived notions of life and of people and things. And so it's hard like to not judge people and it's hard to, I don't know. It is hard to make friends as an adult, but by all means, like, don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. If you connect with someone like I've met a bunch of people that through, you know, using social media to promote coaching and things like that. Um, I've met girls that I'm like, I can't imagine not knowing you. And, and, but I also think that that goes hand in hand with saying, don't be afraid to leave people in the chapter that they belong in that too. And I think that contributes to how you love your tribe, right? Like when I say I have select people throughout my life, I do have select people throughout my life. I don't have all of them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, you know, and, and like I said, I connect, I put myself out there. That's just kind of part of who I am. Um, and I take, you know, some people with me, but, and it doesn't, it's not an, an insult to other people who are a part of my life or, um, you know, saying that they're not good enough to be part of my life now. It's just saying there are people that I've been very close to that had to stay in a chapter of my life that I moved on from. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I think it helps you as you get older, really establish a tribe that's meaningful and is supportive and is really there for you. Because if you keep trying to drag someone along to the next chapter, they often hold you back, right? Like they, they keep you there. Um, when your life is, is not in that space anymore and you can't do that to yourself and yeah. And again, Think, you know, like you said, timing and geography, things change, people change, circumstances change. And both of us definitely are familiar with your life just taking a completely different direction sometimes. And, you know, I think, like you said, it's just it's about who, especially when it, in terms of friendships, because I do think that that is one thing that a lot of people can relate to is you have friends that you're like, I was so close to that person and I haven't talked to them in years because it's a weird yeah. thing to think about. It is really weird. You're like, how did I go from that to that? And then like for me, I start to think, oh, I'm a bad person for not keeping in touch with them. But it's like, one, it goes both ways. It does. But also it's like, no, it's just life like that. And the the powerful piece is wishing those people well and just saying like, I hope she or he is killing it. Yeah. I, I like hope if that you their life is taking anything. tremendous turns. Yeah. I just, you know, wasn't in the passenger seat for those turns. And that's okay. That is perfectly fine. 
And I think that that leads us um, to our final question, because I think that this last question about loving yourself is what makes having a tribe and having a romantic partner truly possible. Um, So I'll have you answer first. How does loving yourself make you a better partner and friend? And like, have you always loved yourself? Tell me me more about that. Right. Um, My podcaster voice is so good. I should do it the whole time. So no, I have not. I think I have kind of touched on this in previous episodes. And if you know me at all, I've, I mean, I'm not shy about talking about it. Um, it, I'm not ashamed of it, but I genuinely, and I don't like to use this word a lot, but I hated myself. I really did. I did not. I, I can remember even from a really young age, elementary school, just thinking that I was not like, I always would look at someone else and think that they had something better than me or they were better than me for some reason. And it wasn't ever for who they were as a person. It was for like how many friends they had or how their clothes were nicer than mine. Or they hadn't, I mean, honestly, I'm not kidding. Like they had all the school supplies that I didn't have like weird stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, no, like, I haven't always loved Your myself. Your trapper is life, okay? Is. Like, let's be clear. That's not... And nothing was cooler life. than, like, first day of school, pulling out all those, like, coded... Maybe this is not everybody, but it's definitely probably us. But at least me. I was, like, organizing my pencils and, my and like, my backpack and, like, pulling all that stuff out. And you're like, yeah, but... Anyway, I don't know why yeah. I started talking about school supplies, but... <laughs> <laughs> It plays it. It does. Um, <laughs> huge, huge role that school supplies play in my life and my own personal growth. No, I I want to be very clear about the fact that I struggled a lot. Um, I struggled a lot with my self-image, which relates to being self-conscious and, you know, the whole of lacking confidence. And that relates to getting yourself in relationships that aren't probably good for you and doing things that you probably shouldn't do because you think that it'll make you feel better and it actually doesn't. And so there is, you know, I think there is a, it's a slippery slope of not loving yourself. And I think sometimes people don't realize that loving yourself should come first because no, it has to, it has to, because people seek self-love in other things that they shouldn't. They seek it in relationships. They seek it from other people and other sources. And no one, no one, let me be clear, no one will ever be able to love you the way that you can love you. And that, to me, is huge. I love my husband more because I love myself more. I am a better friend because I love myself more. I am a better coach because I love myself more. I am a better employee because I love myself more. Literally every single, I'm a better daughter. I'm a better sister. Like, because I wake up every day and, and it, let me be clear. It's not an overnight thing. It's taken, I don't know, probably since I was six or seven that I started struggling with body image issues which is crazy to think about a six or seven year old looking at herself in the mirror and crying because she feels fat or no one wants to be her friend or and so if you have children that are around that age do not think that they're too young to start feeling that way because they're not um and so you know having that be something that I dealt with at such a young age and now I'm you know gonna be I'm getting closer to my mid thirties. Like, I mean, I'm going to be 32 and I am just now finally, I feel like I'm just now finally figuring it out, but that is 
a lot of that is to credit two years now of rose gold of forcing myself to do personal development and to to reflect and to look inward and i think that yes like self-love people often get it mixed up with self-care and (laughs) don't get me wrong I'm all about self-care and I'm all about taking care of yourself and the bubble baths and the me time and things like that and de-stressing and I'm all about that but I don't think it's the same as self-love self-care is great self-care in my opinion is a really great thing that you know if you can create a longevity with your habits can do wonders but self-care to me is an immediate self-care is in the moment self-care this is going to make me feel better right now. And so I think self-love is a much, it's this, it, to me, it's very similar to the whole fitness journey. Like it's a long process, yo. Like, but you have yeah. to start somewhere, but it takes a really and long it's a commitment. time. It is a yeah. commitment and you can't, you'll find yourself. I find myself all the time. My brain wants to go back to those old, those old habits, those self-deprecating things. Like I don't, I have moments where I start to, I mean, even now, I still do. And I, and, but the, the difference now is I can snap out of them faster. Sure. Because I'm like, that's not accurate. That's not who I am right now. And that's not how I feel about myself. Like I very rarely, I remember I'd wake up every single day, look at myself in the mirror. And this is even recently and be like, I just hate the way I look. I hate my body. I hate, and it's just like, ugh, like why now I wake up and I'm like, this is who I am. So (laughs) take it or leave it. But I, you know, it's, it takes a long time. And it takes a lot of belief in yourself, but it is so worth it. And it's a very transformative journey, in my opinion, even more so than a fitness journey or anything like that. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you? How do you how do you feel about the concept of self-love and how that relates to everything else we've talked about today? So I think it's important to remember what self-love is about um and I think I come from a different angle because where I've always had like body issues um because these thunder thighs have not lied for a very long time I have you know I also come from a family who like for clarification my mother has never deemed a single thing I have ever done as wrong And she's like, you're the smartest, prettiest, best girl that ever lived in the world. That's true. And she says it to my sister. So I know she's lying. She can't be both of us, right? So, um, <laughs> I mean, she says it, it to both my one. brothers, too. They're the smartest, most handsome boys. But now they all have kids. And now they are also smart, handsome, most best babies. So yeah. it seems like she's a fibber. But I grew up my whole life being told. And, like, my dad... You know, I was the worst at sports, but like my dad just loved me anyway. Like I, it wouldn't have mattered. I, they just loved me anyway. And so I think it's important to remember that just because someone is confident doesn't mean that they love themselves yes. because I was always told I was great. So it wasn't hard for me to walk into a room and be, be like, I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> that was not the difficult piece. It was going home, looking in the mirror Believing and still it. thinking that I was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, I don't think it necessarily is only self-esteem issues. You bottom line is that your looks will fade and none of that can really be about the self-love piece. It's I'm talking about even looking in the mirror and seeing my insides and not liking that either. Um, 
And so it was a weird balance for a lot of my life because as much self-doubt as I had, I had this abundance of confidence and opinion. <laughs> that's, a and weird, I- <laughs> that's a hard, like, man, can you imagine that internal struggle? I mean, it Daily, explains yep. some of the crazy. It really does. It does, right? And now you see where my anxiety just flourished well, it's, it's in almost, my 20s. And I'm not, I'm not saying in any way that you weren't being yourself, but it's almost like you have to put on a face and you have to be this different version of you in front of people. Of and then, strength, yeah. And then you have to go home and realize that that's not how you really you don't really feel that way. And so that in itself, I think is harder than just generally not feeling just wearing a mask all the time. And I I do, I think there was probably 10 years of my life that I think I wore a mask most of the time. And that's really crazy to look back and think about yourself. And I think I had moments where I was really truly myself, like at my grandma and grandpa's house, you know, like those moments that I can think back of and be like, I was just me. But most of the time, I think I was wearing a mask. And so I don't think it's until, you know, my my probably my last five or six years that I really have gotten to a place where I valued other things. Like, I think I reached for other things, which thank goodness I did, because I love those accomplishments that I made. But I don't think I truly valued them until the last five or six years Mm -hmm. where I put value on more than what I look like and I put value more into like my relationships and the people around me and the life I wanted to live and the balance between my work and my home life that I wanted and like how awesome like I have really cool dogs and like I (laughs) if you guys didn't know she might have a dog or two or three or three that I I don't think she's mentioned it Jafar before I don't think she's actually ever talked about Jafar well it's love episodes of course I'm saying I bring up Jafar because you've (laughs) talked about them all and I love it have I really that's bad oh well oh yeah I guess last weekend we took everybody knows two weekends ago we took everybody knows that you have the puppies oh they're the best puppies in the whole world see I am my mother is what happened there they're the best you're the most handsome man but like to appreciate and put value into those moments and still appreciate my body, but maybe appreciate it in a different way. Like, yes, on the one hand, being beautiful feels great. Don't get me wrong. If you if you feel beautiful, like what a moment. Um, but also just being like, wow, I mean, I've had three strokes and I had p- complete paralysis on my left hand side. And then I, my body let me run a marathon. Yeah. And that is amazing. And like, I need to accept that moment. And so I think that self love and understanding self love is understanding that, like, and I'm not hating on you if you do, but like posting a half naked on your a picture of yourself on Instagram to get likes is not self-love and here's the thing if you want to post half naked pictures of yourself on instagram because it just like makes you feel good i'm all about that that's totally fine get to it but if it's providing you value yeah that's the difference then we need to dig a little deeper and we need to find where we're putting value that that the light gets you there because it shouldn't because there's so much more about you that we like but that ties into trying to find self-love to come from other people right and not from inside yourself that's that's why i'm saying it's two different it's two different views but you're right i think there is a misconception that 
like, oh, I love myself. Everybody loves me. No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about being able to find that love for yourself from yourself, like not validation from someone else, not from uh, your best friend, not from your romantic partner, not from any of those other things, but literally being by yourself. Like you want to spend time with yourself. You want to put effort into yourself because that's what, that's what it's about because you understand that you are a better wife, a better girlfriend, a better boyfriend, a better daughter, a better, a better everything, a better human, a better human when you can actually do something for you and you feel fulfilled. Cause otherwise you just feel like an empty shell who is doing everything for everybody. And it's like, well, what am I? Well, everybody's well, happy with give, me. I can give you more of, <clears throat> of my friendship if I make sure that I'm not lacking in myself. Like if yeah. I can make sure that my, I feel strong and I feel healthy and I feel accomplished and I feel respected and I feel all of these things that I'm making sure I make a priority in my life. That means that when you need something, I can be there for you. Because, or when my yeah. husband needs something, I can be there for him. And it's because I've completed myself already. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that's, I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of struggle that, comes with especially the role of someone who is a giver and we've talked about this before and not giving back to yourself and how that takes a massive toll on who you are for sure as a person for sure um and how you need to balance that you know and that's okay it's not bad to be a giver no that's i mean not, let's be it, real we both we um, both are but balancing all of that to make sure that you have love in all these different ways um and I think we have made this show extra long, so I think that's going to be it for today. <laughs> um, so we know this week, as much as we talked about love and all of the different types of love, um, my final note here I want to just put out there, we want to just put out there, is that we know this week can also feel very lonely for a lot of people. Um, and I know that we know that the extra layer of COVID and being more isolated can make a lot of people feel, feel that much more lonely. And if you're feeling alone and you know, you can't reach out to people, if you can, please reach out to your network. That's, that's what we're talking about when, when you need to. Um, but if you can't, um, please reach out to some sort of provider of mental health services. There's a lot out right now. There's a lot of different um, resources available. We were going to happily add some local resources to our show notes today. Um, but if you don't live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and those local resources don't do it for you, um, know that there are virtual centers like BetterHelp.com that are just a click away. And if you're feeling lonely and none of those avenues work for you, you can always reach out to us. Yeah. <laughs> I say that all the time. I'm like, I don't care if we're strangers. If you we need really something, <laughs> you find me on Instagram, you message us, you send us an email. I don't care if like I've literally never if you slide in Kate's DMs, she really will answer I'm I less will. she's not as responsive I'm not as fine. responsive but like within 48 hours I probably will but Kate will yeah. immediately like if you were like to message me right hours. now I probably will message you back in the next few hours so that being said even if someone is a stranger sometimes that's the benefit of therapy I can say from my experience going to a therapist yeah. someone who is unbiased and doesn't know the deep details of the situation it can help so we just know that you're not alone that's a message that I send all the time and know that there is help out there and that you know 
I mean, mental, you know, everybody struggles, but you are not alone. And we do know that this week can kind of make that feel a little more prevalent, but we promise you are not. And we are just a message away if you need to chat or need some help. Um, or if you need extra resources, because that's the thing too, is we will, we will assist in any way that we can. Absolutely. So we just want to thank you so much for listening. Um, I know that even from me, my, these conversations with Becca, just, I learned so much more about her. And so I hope that, you know, you guys can learn more about us. And if you've been following along and supporting us, I can't, we can't put into words how much we truly appreciate it. And we hope for real. Thank you. Thank you. Seriously. Um, and we hope that we have a, a long road ahead of us being able to do things like this and who knows, move into other things eventually. But <clears throat> if you have any thoughts on the show or ideas, future show topics, please reach out to us either on our website at www.rosegoldcoaching.com or you can email us at speakrosegold at gmail.com. And obviously, find us on Instagram, right? Oh, yes, at speakrosegold. Yeah, daily content. Check so, us out. Thank you again so, so much. And remember to, to live, live rose gold. gold.